This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Welcome to this edition of PCD Soundbites. I'm your host, Malia Haley. Arthritis is the most common cause of disability in the United States, affecting nearly 55 million adults. Latinos, although they have a lower rate of arthritis compared with white and black adults, report higher levels of disability from arthritis. Fewer years of formal education is also associated with greater pain, disability, and activity limitations due to arthritis. With 30% of Latinos living in the United States lacking a high school diploma, programs for Latinos who have arthritis and low levels of education must be specially designed to be appropriate and valuable. Joining me by phone today is Leah Valine, a recent graduate of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill and winner of PCD's 2018 Student Research Paper Contest in the undergraduate category. We'll be discussing her winning paper, which looked at the education level and health status of Latino adults with arthritis participating in a walking program in North Carolina. Thank you for joining me, Leah. Sure. Thank you for having me. Leah, let's start with an overview of your study. Absolutely. Our study evaluates uh, two things. First, whether health status, so that's general health, arthritis symptoms like pain, fatigue, and stiffness, and physical function, like the ability to do normal activities of daily living, whether these differ among Latino adults with and without a high school degree. And then we also evaluated whether the Camina con Gusto program, which is a six-week walking program that Latino adults can do on their own using a guiding workbook, whether this program was more or less effective based on educational attainment. So what led you to this particular type of research, and why were you so interested in arthritis among Latino adults? I was a participant recruiter, actually, on the parent study, which evaluated the effectiveness of Camine con Gusto for Latino adults with arthritis. And while I was recruiting and talking with participants, I noticed that many of them, actually close to half, lacked a high school education, and of those, the majority actually lacked even a ninth grade education. I also noticed that while I was recruiting, some participants would ask me how they were able to use the workbook since they weren't able to read it. And this made me wonder if a program like this, which uses a literacy-dependent workbook as the primary motivating force for walking, would be as effective with people with lower educational attainment. Excellent. Did anything about the study results surprise you? Absolutely. For the first part of our study, we weren't surprised to find that the health status of participants at the beginning of the study was lower for those with lower educational attainment. This has been shown in several studies with many different diseases. However, the second part of our study's findings was very surprising. We found that both educational groups improved equally well in their arthritis and symptoms and function by doing the Camino con Gusto program, suggesting that the program is equally effective regardless of education. Great. How can programs like Camino con Gusto be helpful to other Latino communities? Well, Camino con Gusto is a particularly great program for Latino communities because it's very flexible. It's self-directed, so people with arthritis can get the book right off the Arthritis Foundation website and then do the program on their own time wherever they live. Further, because it's a walking program, there's no specialized equipment needed, no gym membership. 
you can just walk in your neighborhood. And for those who want more of a group-based program, the English version of this program, which is called Walk With Ease, is also available in a group format. And I would hope that the Spanish language program will be tested in group form too as well. Why are culturally tailored programs so important when creating health-focused programs? Well, it's important not to assume a one-size-fits-all approach with health promotion programs. Everyone brings their own cultural and personal backgrounds, as well as the contextual situation of where they live, what resources are available to them, to the decisions that they make regarding their health. So when designing a program to help people initiate a healthy behavior like walking, the program needs to take into account those cultural, personal, and contextual factors. What suggestions would you offer to others interested in expanding upon this area of research? Well, our study found that Camino con Gusto was equally effective among those with and without a high school degree. We did hear feedback when we did some participant focus groups of participants in the parent study that different ways of communicating information, like, for example, distilling the main points of the program on bookmarks or magnets, or forming some sort of social media group to connect participants and enhance the community feel of the program. Participants said these kinds of changes would be well-received in their communities. So I would love to see future research examine the impact of health promotion programs that explore these avenues with uh, Latino adults. Do you have advice for other young adults who are interested in the field of public health and similar research? Sure. I think my main piece of advice would be to get engaged with the communities that you're interested in working with, whether that is by volunteering at a clinic, for example, or working as a study recruiter. My question in this research came about because I was talking to participants while I was recruiting them for the parent study, and it was a really excellent experience then to be able to take that question and answer it through my own study. What an excellent project. Thank you, Leah. You can read her study, Educational Attainment, Health Status, and Program Outcomes in Latino Adults with Arthritis Participating in a Walking Program online at cdc.gov pcd. The findings and conclusions in this report are those of the author and do not necessarily represent the official position of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.